Testing? Hello? Andy? You're around. Where is he? Let's have a look at WhatsApp. Right. So it seems he's on holiday. Hello, welcome to the Messy Pew Podcast, where generally it's uh, two guys discussing kind of the Bible, Christianity, church, beer, cider, wine, parenthood, and how it kind of all mixes in together, um, and, and yeah, as well as many, many tangents of uh, life, uh, the universe, and everything. I say two guys, uh, I say usually, it, this week it turns out it's just me, uh, my name's also Andy, uh, thank you, thank you for joining me, I will be giving the other Andy a hard time for not joining me when I see him next, thankfully though, he has uh, sent me a message about what we could do this afternoon, I say what we could do, what I could talk about this afternoon. Um, uh, so I'm just going to read it. So you could do more about your experience with digital church. Do you get that same connection as you would in real life? What about fellowship and building relationships? Is it easier to be invisible? Is that good or bad? And could virtual 24-7 prayer rooms be a thing? Wow. Okay. So this is probably something I should <laughs> I should definitely research more uh, in order to give like a full answer. Um, because yeah, there's, there's definitely arguments to and from. In fact, I'm reading uh, a book about this sort of thing right now called Meta Church uh, by a guy called Dave Adamson. Uh, so I think. Really what I'm going to do is I'm going to chat a little bit about my experience of attending church online. Because uh, I think that's kind of what he's getting at here. I think uh, he knows that I went along to a couple of services hosted on, I, I guess, uh, on the metaverse. So uh, I'm going to put on my uh, Oculus headset a few times over the last couple of weeks. And I uh, went to a few church services hosted um, on Outverse, I think it's called. And uh, the main one being hosted by uh, Life.Church, which uh, was awesome. So, yeah, I, I think I'll concentrate on talking about the Life Church virtual service that I attended. So... How it worked out is you kind of log in, you say you kind of select join and you kind of appear outside the church building. You are then greeted by uh, a volunteer who basically talks you through how it all works, that the service is starting soon. He talks you through how to recognize the church staff. Uh, so therefore you feel safe so therefore you feel safe 
when you are uh, attending, when you are going in there. And you have the option of either going to the games room to wait for the service to start, or to have, I guess, a mull around the virtual building, uh, which I felt I felt welcomed. Um, I felt reassured that there was an option of something to do because I was a little bit nosy and curious. I had a nose around the virtual building and saw a few adverts and bits and pieces that uh, were um, up and around. When when it was time for the service to start, uh, that was announced and we were encouraged to go into the main virtual auditorium. Uh, during which, uh, well, the start of which, we were encouraged to respond, we were encouraged to turn our mics on, we were encouraged to sing, we were encouraged to raise our hands in worship. And what I could see when I looked around were, okay, so I can see people in the flesh and blood way, but I saw their virtual avatars of themselves. I saw avatars of real people reacting to what was happening in the service. And I think that's the point, that they are real people. So pause that for a second, and I'm going to use the idea of the fact that everyone who is online is are real people to talk about connection and the feeling of connection through online church. In that, if you were to speak to someone who's had a negative experience online, either through um, trolling or just getting into an argument or just seeing something that had upset them, you wouldn't stop and ask them if they felt connected to that experience. Because that is obvious, you know, and it it feels a bit bizarre that when it comes to online church, at that point, when it comes to something hopefully positive, hopefully something uplifting, something that connects people with God, at that point we start talking about, well, do you feel connection through this virtual space? And so therefore I would argue that just because it's online, well, it's still real, and there's still that connection taking place. Another example of seeing connection in an online community is when there's a death um, of either a well-known blogger or well-known uh, tweeter or whatever kind of uh, social network uh, internet community that you are involved in. Uh, I know uh, of um, someone who who was known as the digital nun. Uh, unfortunately, passed away a couple of months back now. And to say that people didn't feel connected when they heard the news that she was ill, I think. That that would not be the case at all whatsoever. So I guess I'm arguing that just because it's online doesn't mean it's any less real in any way, shape or form. It's different. Um, 
And I'm sure if the other Andy was here, we would be in a better format to discuss uh, that it is different. It's not the same as what we are probably used to. Doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean that uh, people who are more used to online relationships or people who are more comfortable in person does not mean at all whatsoever that either party has got it wrong. Uh, what I'm suggesting is that there's space for both. Now, going back to the questions. Invisible. Is it easier to be invisible in an online church? Ah, uh, I don't have that much experience in order to say yes or no. But I would also suggest that it's incredibly easy to feel invisible in a, a on-site church. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to leave that out there. You know, just because it's online uh, does not mean it's easier to be to feel invisible or make yourself be invisible compared to on-site. Because I know plenty of churches where it's incredibly easy to make yourself. Um, or I either make yourself or indeed feel invisible when you're on site in a face-to-face -face manner. And lastly, I think, could virtual 24-7 prayer rooms be a thing? Simple answer, yes. Slightly longer answer is I would point uh, anyone to the Love Thy Nerd community for an example, in that they have a community on Discord, uh, where, as well as talking about everything from the latest Marvel movie or the latest uh, Marvel TV show or gaming or sharing kind of links and things like that, there is space for prayer. There's space to uh, request uh, prayer from from people and and to share those prayer requests. It's online, it's on Discord, therefore it doesn't close. So I guess that is your 24-7 prayer room, at least to an extent. I appreciate prayer rooms have various different activities and things like that. Uh, so therefore, probably not exactly the same thing, but you've got that 24-7 space there to uh, pray for others as well as ask for prayer yourself. So that's just a few thoughts uh, from me about digital uh, church, online church. I'm fairly certain we are going to come back to this subject uh, over the next weeks and months, uh, especially in the light of uh, the pandemic and working out what life looks like post-pandemic especially in regards to this more i guess te technologically advanced world where we all seem to be spending a bit more time online and i would argue that that's exactly where church should have a presence as well Anyway, if you got this far, thanks for listening to my uh, wafflings. Uh, if it does feel like I've waffled on, please feel free to blame the other Andy for A, not turning up, and B, 
setting today's subject. Please rate, subscribe on your favourite podcast provider. Uh, find us at MessyPew on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or search MessyPew on Facebook. Or indeed email us on themessypew at gmail.com. The other Andy would love to hear how you've disagreed. Thank you again very much for listening. Take care. God bless. <laughs>